Just Josh in podcast. My name is Josh. You are my Josh Etz, my Josh Eitz. I love you all. I cherish you all so much. This is the podcast for the International League of Super Acquaintances. And man, oh man, I feel horrible. Last week, my pet iguana had a baby and it ended up being triplets uh, Stroud, Stenner, and Stickum were the three babies. Uh, love them all to death, but they have caused me to lose so much sleep from this past week. And I just have been all out of sorts and I feel absolutely horrible guys, horrible, but you know what? I'm back. We're in action. We're here. I'm going to be doing a quick little show, a quick little ditty for you right now. Uh, and it's going to be great. We're going to talk about things that happened. Uh, again, we, we're not going to be able to talk about week five, but we are going to talk about week six. And we're going to talk about all the different things that happened this past week and in the games and all that kind of fun. So it's going to be a great time. It was quite the battle for many different teams. Um, and I don't know if there was any necessarily big surprises. Everything kind of felt pretty mundane. Things uh, that people that were uh, honestly... Uh, just kind of moving and grooving and doing their thing. Um, we're just kind of moving and grooving and doing their thing. It was just a great week. Um, you know, I feel like week six is kind of always that pivotal time where you're kind of figuring out who's who and who will, who is the contenders, who are the people that are, uh, good, bad, ready to rebuild, ready to compete, going in on the championship, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, yeah, you just kind of get the playing field level. Now, the biggest thing that ended up happening probably from this, this last week was Mahomes on a hill coming out big swinging with the win of 170 to 131 over Avarner. Avarner was the last undefeated team left. Now, we all know there's been a big asterisk that has surrounded that uh, six or five and zero oh record, and we saw why. He had the least points scored against for the longest period of time, and he kept getting lucky. Now, some would say that maybe he was paying off the refs. Some would say maybe he was flirting with the other coaches uh, or players' wives, which I don't know how that would give him a strategic advantage, but somehow it did. And some would say maybe he was placing arsenic in the water of their children's water bottles. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if any of us are honestly that sure, but, but he lost. And I think we saw the true nature of what this team is and how they're going to compete. And I think on the flip side, we also saw how Mahomes on a hill is a legit contender. This team is out for blood. This team is ready for the championship. They lost last year and they said Super Bowl hangover. No hangover. No. I am going to compete this year. 
And guys like Adam Thielen have come out of the geriatric retirement home that they were in and they've decided to compete and decided to win. And congrats to them because that's all on coaching. That's being able to take an old white receiver and making sure that he plays up to par, making sure that he ends up winning. Now, another team that uh, didn't exceed expectations but has continued to do well in the face of adversity is Vrabel Body Men. Vrabel Body Men started off this season a little bit rocky started off this year a little bit difficult but has rebounded is now at four and two getting a win over yukon yukon in a little bit more of a rebuilding phase looking towards the draft next year with a myriad of draft picks congrats to him congrats to his team he needs to go do what he needs to do but Vrabel body men beat the team that he needed to beat to make sure that he was in the position that he needed to be in to be able to make this run. Now, there's a lot of question marks that are on the team. Waddle has been a little bit more of a struggle this year. Traylon Burks is a big question mark, a little bit of a hmm? What's happening there? We're not really quite sure. But sitting at 4-2 and two with this foundation, with these players, with an amazing draft class that he has and had this past year, James Cook cooking it up a little bit more, I think that uh, you're going to see this team being able to compete going forward into the future. Uh, and I think next year will only help them more as, again, they build off the youth that they had. Having Sam Laporta is a gigantic, as long as he can stay healthy, is a gigantic advantage for this team. And I think what we're going to see is that he's going to continue to uh, just dominate with the targets that he has. It seems like that's the gentleman that we want to be able to see be the tight end one. It's not Dalton Kincaid. It's not Michael Mayer. It's Sam Laporta, the big aorta. That is the one that's end up winning. And the last game I want to talk about uh, is the sellout for old men or Andrew Gazelle uh, versus Rob Cut. Um, this was a tighter game than maybe anticipated to a certain degree. Both these teams, obviously, in kind of different position points. One of them went all in for this year, which I think is an awesome move. Now sitting at four and two. The other one sitting at three and three and just needs a little bit of wide receiver help. He uh, Rob Cut is getting Saquon Barkley back. He has Bijan Robinson, but Jahan Dotson has been a little bit of a disappointment here recently. We'll see. There's been rumors of a trade brewing up for a wide receiver that could go through. There's just uh, the rumor of, uh, is that the, the team that is going to trade away their wide receiver is just contemplating and thinking about this trade, mulling it over every single day, every single hour, cannot escape it, considering it mightily, and shall be giving an answer very, very shortly. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just one of those things um, that that uh, we saw an eight point. This is the closest game of the week, I believe, an eight point uh, difference in this game and uh but you know good teams win and they pull it out and that's what Andrew Gazelle did and he did a great great job with this team and I think we're going to see that going forward in the future he has a great bench he has a lot of depth I think that what we're going to see is that this team is going to be competing down to the very wire this next year and rightfully so especially as Jamar Chase gets a little bit more healthy as Jonathan Taylor continues to expand into his role I think that we're going to see this team really, really kind of sprout uh, their legs and just do an amazing job. Um, and they're going to be good. And they're going to be awesome. And that's that. Honestly, um, before getting into the rankings, that's all I really have for this week. I do think 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how teams rebound and how they do going forward. But before uh, I get into my rankings of the week, I want to thank Colgate Toothbrush. Yep, our favorite sponsor, one of our uh, most lovable of the show. Colgate Toothbrush and Toothpaste is an amazing sponsor that has just come in the clutch. I know I need my pearly whites, pearly white, as I'm going throughout my day, as I'm on the show, as I'm on TV. I need to make sure that my face is constantly smiling, bright and white. And so sometimes those darn coffee stains can get to me. Sometimes those sneaky little cavities kind of get into my face. And that's why I need Colgate's Soft Supple Ultra Compact Head Toothbrush. It's a great toothbrush. It's awesome for me. It works out really, really well as I reach it into my mouth. It has a uh, 17 times the slimmer tip. Yeah, it does. Bristles to clean deep between the teeth. You can save water and you can, it's made in a certified zero waste facility. One billion children use it. That's not an over-exaggeration, I'm sure. One billion children use Colgate toothbrush. Make sure you get your Colgate toothbrush today and have your mouth squeaky clean, ready to fit any squeaky clean. All right, let's go ahead and get into the rankings for this week. Starting out at number 12. It's no surprise, no secret. Everyone knows the Smith and Jigbuzz. Whoop. The Nakua and Jigbuzz. Um, or are you Nakua and mine in Jigba? Uh, is another name that he's thought about running through. He is at, at 12 with the only winless record and the least points against. Doesn't look like this team is looking up anytime soon. Scoring only 51 points this past week. They suck. They are horrible. And we're going to see what is going to happen now that he doesn't have Jordan Love. Now that Bryce Young is on bye, who's he going to start at quarterback? No uh, no one else other than either Tyler Badgett, if he picks him up off the waiver wire, or Malik Cunningham, the great wide receiver, or the great quarterback that was converted, I think, from wide receiver. It's obvious 0-12 has a lot of draft picks for the future. We talk about this all the time. I think that uh, he's still interested to see what's going to happen with Smith and Jigba. And if he can turn out, it looks like the, the Seahawks are starting to use a little bit more three wide receiver sets. Geno Smith didn't hit in Jigba in the way that he was hoping that he would hit him this past week as in Jigba was running downfield more often. Uh, the Bengals put Geno Smith under more pressure, and I think the Seahawks weren't ready for that as they broke out from 12 personnel. But I think he's going to start getting some more downfield usage. It does look like Lockett might be looking uh, losing a little bit of his stride. A little bit. Not like a ton, but a little bit of his stride. And I think that we're going to see a little bit of a shift there as we come down the stretch. He also has Quentin Johnston, amazing physical specimen, unbelievable wide receiver. I mean, honestly, could be the wide receiver one for this class. Um, technician when it comes to route running, amazing player. Um, I know that this team is excited to see what they have with them. It's okay. You know, it's been a little bit of a slower go, but um, down the stretch, I think what you're going to see is a little bit more usage, but it's really more about him getting comfortable with the field, feeling, uh, you know, like what do these cleats feel like 
on my feet? What does the turf feel like under my toes? Uh, uh, how do I run routes? Uh, how do I catch the ball? How do I get more targets? Like all those things are coming. All those things are there. He has the physical specimen. He is the physical specimen to be able to be an amazing player going forward. Um, the only thing that I could see is if another team said, hey, do we want to throw a 24 first or a 25 first at the, the Nakua and Jigba's four, Quentin Johnson? That's the only way I could see him parting uh, from this guy. Um, I think that would do it, but, uh, but he shouldn't do it, though. This is an insanely, insanely talented, elite prospect that, that everyone in the league wants. So I would go after him furiously. But, but he wants to keep him. So we'll see. Anyway, I'm going on too long. At number 11, we have Super Cam, a.k.a. no wideouts. And no wideouts indeed. Team is most definitely tanking, doing what they need to do. It wasn't a uh, no contest. He's competing for that Marvin Harrison Jr. package. And that's just how it would be. Um, we'll see what ends up happening with this team. We'll see what ends up happening with them going forward in the future. There's not a lot to say about them other than they have some younger pieces, but not a ton. We'll see how they end up building out in the draft and what they end up doing. At number three, I have Sofa89. Sofa89's team uh, does have two wins. I think they can rebound. The, the most disappointing thing is that Dalvin Cook looks like a shell of his former self, and that's what's the biggest problem, I think, for this team. Now, Alvin Kamara coming back is a big boost. Him having Mike Evans and uh, Stephon Diggs is going to do something for your team massively, um, I think, going forward. I think that this team can do well, but he's going to need some producers at the running back position to really uh, be the team that he was a few years ago. We'll see what ends up happening, but um, yeah, I think that this team could be good. Just needs to make a few other moves to be at least in that middling tier. At number nine, number nine, I have UConn, Justin Jefferson out for a while. Uh, you know, this team is going to ride or die on guys like DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, and Drake London, and that's not a bad group to have by any means. Uh, I think that those are great receivers. Now, he has a couple of these guys on the trade block. If I were him, I'd consider, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd take like Drake London or something like that and I'd throw him in for Quentin Johnson. Just see what that would happen. I don't know. Uh, but but I think that he has a solid team going forward in the future. Obviously, his running backs aren't quite there, but he has a, a healthy stock of really high, valuable first-round picks for next year. A solid foundation going forward. Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown last week. Maybe if Arthur Smith gets fired in the future, we'll see a little bit more usage for Kyle Pitts. Or maybe Kyle Pitts gets traded at the deadline to someone like uh, the Dallas Cowboys or something like that. But until then, this team is going to be sitting at the bottom around this number 9, number 10 zone, and we'll see what ends up happening. At number eight, I have Colonel Mustard, a.k.a. Rob Cut. Talked about it a little bit already. Unbelievable running rack room. Lamar Jackson is playing fine uh, this year. Uh, I do think it'd be awesome for him if Dalton Kincaid really stepped up and if he's able to get another wide receiver, uh, a, uh, a wide receiver that's able to like heavily produce for him. Um I'd like, you know, the idea of him maybe trading, um, if there was a hypothetical trade that's already out there for, I love the idea of Puka Nakua for a first. Um, 
maybe a first and a little bit more would also be nice. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not the Puka Nakua owner or anything. Um, but that's just kind of like my general thoughts right there on that. Um, but I do think this team has a chance to be one of the better, or it could be just another like kind of gap year as this team kind of figures out who they are. But I think they have a chance. They're a pretty good team. At number seven. At number seven, I have Captain Jameis. Uh, Captain Jameis is a great team. I do think that his team has been a little bit more riddled with injuries. Having Anthony Richardson out sucks. Out for the year was a really big key cog and hog for this team, but just unfortunately it's just not going to work out that direction or that way uh, for this year. Um, He does have a healthy stock of wide receivers, you know, but again, Garrett Wilson kind of limited because of the A-Rod injury. Michael Pittman, same thing with the uh, Anthony Richardson injury. It's unfortunate that Dallas Goddard hasn't taken a step forward. I think that maybe one more year and this team is then into the elite status and tier. But I do think this is a really good team. I think we're going to see a lot of potential for them going forward. If Damian Pierce can actually take a step forward, um, I think that uh, he would be pretty good. Um, I don't know what Sofa89 would be willing to give for Damian Pierce, but maybe Sofa89 tries to trade for Damian Pierce. I don't know what um, what he would take for him, but we'll see. Who knows? At number six, I have Daniel Jones fan club, but I actually think he just changed his name to Dr. Cornwallis. Going back to the Dr. Cornwallis great team. I think that this team has a ton of potential. They're right in that middling zone because of the 3-3 three and three record, but I do think that their team has a ceiling that can go higher than that. It's unfortunate with the Nick Chubb injury. These are things that we've talked about already. DeAndre Swift really showing up for him in, in that risk that he took and sending the first for him. It's really huge. I think that's really good for him. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening with this team. I think they're going to make some noise. They probably will be able to scrunch into the playoffs, but it'll take a little bit of a little bit of wiggle room. At number five, I have Rabel Body Men. Already talked about him, so I don't want to belabor the point, but I do think this team is always going to be sneaky good. Um, the roster is really good. Would I consider throwing a 2025 first for Rashad Bateman just to kind of see, you know, like, oh, let me let me get my let me. Uh, let me substantiate my wide receiver room for years to come. I consider it. I consider it. But also throwing in maybe a little bit of a trade Z for a running back. Maybe a Derrick Henry as he's been on the trade block here recently. A second round pick maybe for Derrick Henry? I don't know. But that would be an interesting one. We'll see what ends up happening there. At number four, this is where we're going to be. The, the biggest shakeup, I have a Varner. The only five in one team. But I just, or I'm sorry, the other five in one team. <laughs> was the only undefeated team. Um, I think that this team could be good. I just think that they they need to prove it to me. I think that they need to stop getting out of the malaise of like thinking that they're owed something. The Taylor Swift drama has completely wrecked the locker room. For some reason, the coach continues to fan that into flame, constantly talks about Taylor Swift, talking about how much he loves Taylor Swift, that he's a, he's a Taylor Swift fan first, a Sooner fan second, and a Dallas Cowboy fan third. And I think that that's just unfair to the team. I think that he needs to be... Um, 
think that he needs to be less partial to Taylor Swift and he needs to open up this locker room a little bit more uh, to accept other people. But for right now, I have him at number four. At number three, this is where I'm going to put the sellouts for old men, a.k.a. Andrew Gazelle. I think that this team is really good. Again, I already talked a lot about this team. But if, if Cooper Cup can continue to do what he's doing, and now Jonathan Taylor can continue to do what he's doing, or at least expand his role, I should say, because Zach Moss has kind of been stealing some stuff, I think that we're going to see a really solid team here. I think that we see a team that, that could go really far, but it's just going to take a little bit of time. I think it's going to take a little bit of effort um, from those guys to really kind of make that push. But I think at 4-2, and two, we could easily see this team the championship. And that's just reality. At number two, ooh, 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 I don't know, I don't know, this is a hard one. Oh, you're going to force me to decide? Ah, well, I'm going to put here, ah, ooh, ah, because my heart wants to say the Sims, but I, 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 or my heart wants to say Mahomes on the Hill. Maybe it's because the, the crooked media is telling me, but you know what? I'm going to put the simps. Sorry, simps. Uh, don't simp me. Actually, simp me. That'd be, that's a good thing. Um, I'm going to put the simps simply because CMC out for a little bit. Um, you never really know where George Kittle lies. I think his wide receivers are really good, but Debo Samuel just went out with an injury as well. They're getting a little bit of the injury bug. I could see this team kind of fluttering a little bit as they make their way to the playoffs and eventually the championship. Um, but this is just going to kind of be those weeks for him uh, as he kind of figures out where his team is at and what they need to do. But he's going to be able to coach him up. This is a great coach, great team, great foundation, great people. They have great food. They know what they're doing. I believe in them. And at number one, I have Mahomes on a hill. Look, 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 look. Before you come for me, you can't deny that Tyreek Hill is the number one wide receiver this year, and he is on pace for like 2,300 yards. Whoa, 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 what? That's absolutely crazy talk. I'm not crazy. That's true. He's on pace for a ton of yards. He's a really, really good, solid player. Um, I don't know. I think that this team is just going to continue to impress. And with Patrick Mahomes back, I, I think they were on bye last week. With his team continuing to speed forward towards uh, stardom. We'll see what happens with Derrick Henry, but I think this team is legit. I think Adam Thielen is just busting at the right time. Um, Busting in a good way. Doing great. Playing great football. Um, I think it really helps him. So, that's my rankings. Agree with me. Disagree with me. Don't... Don't fight me. I, I'm a I'm a people pleaser. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Well, anyway, guys, enough silliness. Thanks for joining. I love you all. Let's have a great week. Uh, yeah. See you later. Bye-bye.